Hello, and welcome to Healthy Bites, an all-encompassing podcast about your health from the Audrain County Health Department. Each week, we hope the information you hear on this show from a variety of experts in Audrain County, the state of Missouri, and the world will positively impact your health and your health decisions. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Now, on with the show with your host, Chris Newbra. Thanks and welcome to another edition of Healthy Bites Podcast here at the Audrain County Health Department. I'm your host, Chris Newbra. This week, we are focusing on a program we have here at the Audrain County Health Department, and it's informally known as WIC. Formerly, it's known as the Women, Infants, and Children's Program here at uh, Audrain County Health Department. And to talk about that, I brought in registered nurse Becky Weberg. She handles WIC program for us, along with uh, several other people in the department. And good morning, Becky. How are you? Good morning, Chris. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Well, we wanted to bring you in today to talk about one of our big programs, and that is WIC. Can you just give me an overview? What is WIC? Sure. It stands for, like you said, Women, Infant, and Children Program. It is a supplemental food program with healthy foods. People come in and get a card loaded. Uh, It's like a debit card or an EBD card, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, that they take to the store to receive their uh, WIC benefits. On the card are uh, fresh or frozen fruits or vegetables, whole grains, dairy such as cheese and milk peanut butter beans and along with receiving those uh, supplemental foods nutrition education is provided to help the people feed their family more healthy and how to prepare those foods and lead a more healthy lifestyle you've been involved with WIC for about you've been here 21 years at the health department you've been involved for about 16 with WIC leading the WIC program here right yes what exactly you know WIC what was the impetus behind it? Do you, do you have an idea of why it was started, why it came about? Sure. To help those to supplement their diet with healthy foods, especially our most vulnerable, which are pregnant women and children. Mm-hmm. Um, and when uh, women are pregnant, the growing baby to provide the nutrition um, to help have a better outcome from the pregnancy. Right. And so uh, this is a way of getting those fresh fruits and vegetables to the mother and the child. Yes. As far as uh, it, it, it says women's infants and children. So the women are the ones that shop and get the, get the benefits. They go to the store and they buy the food for, and and their family buys the food. Uh, Then the babies, when you say babies um, or when you say infants, sorry, uh, that, does that mean prenatal and postnatal? Yes. Okay. Women are eligible during the pregnancy and then up to six months postpartum if they're non-breastfeeding. Okay. If they're fully breastfeeding up to a year. And then children from birth to when they turn five. Okay. And how are how is it determined uh, how somebody qualifies? There are two qualifications. First, they have to qualify um, financially. We follow the guidelines that are put out by the federal government for the poverty guidelines, and then they have to have a nutrition risk also. What do you mean nutrition risk? What's that? What is that? When they come in for their appointment after they qualify financially, they see a registered dietitian or a nurse and height and weight, hemoglobin are obtained in history to see what other risk factors they might have in their life, whether it be a medical diagnosis. 
uh, obtained from the woman or from the kids, from the children? Uh, well, both. Both, they, okay. They, they both have to qualify. So okay. the woman has to have a nutritional risk and the child or infant. And these nutritional risks are, you mentioned hemoglobin. You mentioned, what, what are some other factors that you look for that, that qualifies them? It can be health-related, say if they have a medical diagnosis or even dental. Some children uh, might have some dental problems that affect them being able to eat. Oh, wow. Or if they have a medical diagnosis mm -hmm. that may uh, affect their nutrition. And when you say medical diagnosis affecting nutrition, are you talking about the way the body absorbs the food or or is it is it something that they, they need a supplement of? Well, usually it, it's more like um, a medical diagnosis, say, if they have a thyroid problem or if they have autism. Some of our autistic children have an aversion to textures, and that may affect okay. um, you know, their ability and willingness to eat different foods. So we try to provide the mom with education to help that. Oh, very cool. Okay, I, didn't, I did not realize that that, that was a part, of, a part of the program. And that was, uh, uh, now when you, when you say that, uh, you know, that, I've always been curious about this, the 180% of poverty, is that right? Is that what they have to be? Yes. Explain that for me. Explain how that breaks down. What what exactly do you mean when you say 180% of poverty? Sure, sure. Those guidelines are put out by the federal government, mm -hmm. and they say for like a family household of four can make up to a certain amount of money to qualify. Okay. So we break that down either to weekly, uh, monthly, biweekly, or yearly. Mm -hmm. And um, those guidelines change every year, usually in April. Uh, we get an update. Yeah, okay. And so they, and so they have to be, their income has to be 180% below what poverty is? or Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. As far as... When they qualify, what happens then? Once once they come in, they talk with you guys, and they you say, okay, they're good to go, what happens? Well, after they have done what we call our demographics, where they we obtain their address and phone and okay. that they qualify financially, mm -hmm. they see the registered nurse or the dietitian to assign the nutritional risk factors and provide education, okay. and then their card is loaded and they're provided education on using their card at the store. Okay. And then they can get benefits loaded for either one, two, or three months, depending on their nutritional risk. Okay. Um, if they're considered more high risk, they need to be seen more frequently. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, once that card is loaded, they can go to a store that accepts eWIC cards. Okay. And they purchase their benefits. And now, the eWIC cards, they're like a debit card, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. You load that. When you say load the card, you put the government puts money on that card. It's debited to the federal government and or to our to our program through the federal government, and then they, they just draw off of that. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I know, you know, WIC used to be a series of checks. Yes. Uh, they got away from that in the last couple of years, right? Yes. You can talk about that. Talk about that step forward. Why, why did they go away from the checks? Well, hopefully to help prevent fraud. Okay. Because the card is more secure. It, mm -hmm. You know, it's... Um, you know, has a chip, mm -hmm. uh, which is more 
advanced gotcha. versus the, the checks. Sure. So the hope would be that it would help prevent fraud as far as anyone uh, being able to use a piece of paper versus a card that's secure with a passcode. Okay. And But it also is hopefully removes the stigma that comes with WIC because there is one, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, right. Unfortunately. Talk about that. That's what that, to, to give them the sense of being able to not let people know sure sure it is more secure because it's not uncommon for people to be paying with cards um, these days, most transactions are done that way. Sure. When they go to the checkout, they actually don't even have to separate their WIC foods from their other items. They just need to tell the clerk that they are uh, having WIC items. Okay. And they're all rung through the register um, together. And then they use their eWIC card first. And those eWIC foods are deducted from the card. And then they pay for the rest of their purchases with however they choose that's awesome okay yeah. that's that's really cool so uh what, talk about the participation from the stores how do stores get involved in, in the WIC program they work with the state if they wish to be a WIC vendor they mm-hmm. reach out to the uh, state WIC office and there's a process that they have to go through to be a WIC vendor yeah okay so and then just it's a process there that they fill out an application da, 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 and, and they're approved by the state yes and they can start advertising that hey we accept WIC mm-hmm. do you know how many in the county are WIC approved? We have uh, Mosier's here in Mexico, mm-hmm. Walmart in Mexico, and County Market in Vandalia. Okay. And so people can go there that are on WIC and they have no problem getting through or anything like that. Uh, I've noticed that some convenience stores take EBT now. Any 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 convenience stores you know of that take WIC? They do not. Okay. No. Okay. No. All right. Just wanted to make, make that clear there, that, that distinction. Um, other programs attached to WIC. Are there programs that are attached to WIC? You, you mentioned nutrition, of course, but one thing I, I, I picked up on was breastfeeding. Is that a, that's a big one? It is. We have a very strong breastfeeding support program here. Greta Hopke is our registered dietitian and just a, a lovely resource. The for, selfless plug. She's going to be on in a couple of weeks. We're talking about breastfeeding. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is a great resource for our participants. Very knowledgeable and. So we do have a pump program that is available for those that choose to breastfeed, very reasonable. And then we have uh, breastfeeding peer counselors that are peers to our participants. Mm -hmm. They're just women that have breastfed themselves, and so they're able to share that experience and provide education and support. Right, and uh, as far as uh, the uh, being able to uh, participate in breastfeeding, the, the breastfeeding pump program or peer counseling you don't have to be a do you have to be a WIC member in order to do that we uh yes okay. yes you do okay mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so and, and if they want to become if they're a WIC member and they want to become uh, breastfeeding knowledgeable how do they go about that when they make their WIC appointment they just share that they're breastfeeding and uh, we get them connected with the peer counselors and Greta and they can actually reach them after hours because, unfortunately, most things don't happen <laughs> 8 to 4. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they can reach out to those resources after hours, too, and during the day gotcha. um, to answer their questions. Sure. And, and and they're able to come in and talk to them as well. Oh. What, what certain days, right? Yes. Uh, our WIC um, clinic is available every Tuesday okay. and then one or two Fridays a month, kind of depending on how the month falls. And the peer counselors for breastfeeding are here during those times? Yes, they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as... Wh- 
How come breastfeeding is attached to WIC? What what is the, what is the what's the benefit of breastfeeding there? Well, breastfeeding through the years has shown a very positive research and that it's a very healthy way to feed your babies, mm-hmm. provides a lot of great benefits and bonding for mom and baby. And so that is something that WIC has been long known for in supporting breastfeeding. We do have formula available for those that uh, choose not to breastfeed or it doesn't work for them. So mm-hmm. that, that is uh, also another WIC benefit. Okay. Uh, and, and how do they qualify for that? I mean, do they just have to be a, a parent of an infant that's not yeah. breastfeeding? That, that's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. right. And, and as far as how much are they a, a, a qualified for each month? Is there, is there a limit? Um, there is a limit, and it depends on the age of the baby. It's broken down into months of age, and it, it just changes for the amount of formula and the age of the baby. Okay, back to the WIC benefits. Uh, when, when you're deciding, and it's, it's all income-based, are there certain levels that you meet that give you more money to, to purchase food with? Oh, sure. Um, a breastfeeding woman does receive more food okay. because with breastfeeding, you do burn more calories. So okay. they do receive more food. And if you're carrying multiple babies, um, you receive more food. Oh, if you're having twins or triplets, mm-hmm. something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, and plus with breastfeeding, I'm sure the mother is passing on proteins and things like that that need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, why they get they get more there as well. But as far as the overall WIC program, is it based on the number of children you have as how much you receive each month? Each child receives a flat amount of benefits. Okay. It doesn't matter how many children you have. Like if, okay, number one child receives this food package. Mm -hmm. Number two child receives this food package. And then if you have a pregnant mom, she receives that. There's food packages specific for the category. Talk about that a little bit. Food packages for specific categories. What do you mean by that? Sure. Uh, For like the pregnant woman, uh, there's a list of foods that she receives in the amount. Like for fresh fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. she receives $11 for the fresh fruits and vegetables. Children receive nine. Um, Actually, right now, with mentioning that, through the federal relief program, they are receiving thirty-five dollars mm-hmm. on fresh or frozen fruits and vegetables right now. That will end at the end of September, but that is an extra benefit that they have uh, been receiving. And that's coming from the the COVID relief uh, yes program. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. How did COVID affect WIC? When COVID first hit us really hard, mm-hmm. we were provided waivers through the federal government to uh, operate WIC over the phone, where we could do our interviews uh, and our nutrition assessments over the phone, mm-hmm. and we were waived on obtaining the height and weight and hemoglobin, and so we were able to keep the WIC program going in a more safe environment. Okay. They did have to come in and load their card, but we did have a program set up where they were able to come to the front of the building and we operated through um, a window mm-hmm. where we had the plexiglass, so it decreased exposure for both parties. So that was very helpful. And did you hear from from uh, from families that went through this with you guys uh, that COVID made it especially more difficult to do their shopping, to do their, their, to get their, 
their nutrition to their kids? No, not not that I recall. Um, they were appreciative, you know, that the program still continued because sure. our families really benefit from the extra supplemental foods, and it worked really well. Um, those waivers are actually still in place. Okay. But um, here at Audrain, we did reopen WIC in person in May because mm-hmm. uh, our numbers were going down, mm-hmm. and so... We are seeing people in person, but some agencies are still using some of the waivers. Okay. So the waivers are in place and you're still eligible for the $35 a month fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. for the pregnant mother and for the children. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you get any questions, how do they get a hold of you? You can reach me here at the health department, 573-581-1332. Now, uh, as far as um, we, we, we have a, a whole plethora of programs here at the health department besides WIC let's talk about some of the other programs that we offer um what are some of the other programs that 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 you'd like to highlight especially there are some programs that we uh, make referrals through our WIC program okay um our safe crib um that is a uh, program uh, through the Missouri Department of Health for families that are unable to provide a safe crib for their babies they're is an application that you have to complete, but that is a resource that we frequently use through WIC to make sure and assess that moms will have a safe mm-hmm. place for their baby to sleep when they're now, born. That The Safe Crib program, that pretty much follows the same guidelines as WIC, doesn't it? So a WIC person would probably qualify for that? Yes, they would, Chris. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. As far as, let's see, maternal child health is what you're talking about. That, that's another program that, that's kind of Right alongside WIC, right? Yes. MCH, or the Maternal Child Health Program. Um, through that right now, we are doing our uh, script program, which is a smoking sensation program. Um, so any women that uh, come in for WIC that are smoking, we offer that program to them. And they receive a book to help them uh, through steps to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. And there is um, a voucher that they can receive if they decrease their smoking um, to uh, purchase diapers right. as and an incentive. The, the coolest thing, I think it was tied to that program we got in, in was, I used to be a smoker. And then I quit smoking. Uh-huh. And I got, what is it? It's the carbon monoxide detector in your, in your, in your lungs. Yes. It's a machine that measures that, right? Mm-hmm. That, yes. that was the coolest thing because, I, I mean, my, my levels, I did it when I was still smoking, then I did it after I quit smoking, and the difference was huge. It is. It and is. So that, that they, you use that to help uh, determine whether yes. or not a person has quit smoking truly, and, and right? Yes, okay. yes. Um, if they express interest in joining the script um, program, mm-hmm. we do their common monoxide levels with the machine Mm -hmm. and then uh on their next visit if that level goes down a certain percentage that's when they are eligible for the voucher to receive diapers oh i see okay all Mm -hmm. right so um but yeah some other programs that are tied to not not necessarily tied to WIC, but vaccine Sure. Vaccination, uh, not just COVID vaccination. Mm-hmm. We do other vaccinations as well, right? Yeah, we provide um, all the childhood vaccines through our VFC program, which okay. is the vaccine for children. Okay. We receive those vaccines from the Missouri Department of Health. Okay. 
and are they free or is there a charge um they we do charge a 15 dollars administration fee okay. for those vaccines or if they have uh medicaid okay now we also do uh, uh tetanus tuberculosis those those kind of vaccines as well right talk talk mm-hmm. about those that Sure. How, how, they, how people go about getting those? Sure. We offer uh, TB skin testing, where uh, which is for tuberculosis. Which is not eradicated. No. I mean, it's very low in, in occurrence, but we still have cases here in the county, right? Mm-hmm. They do pop up every so often. Every few years, we tend to have a case. See, I always always refer, when I think of tuberculosis, I think of the Wild West, because that's where they, they sent everybody to Arizona because it was drier air. You mm-hmm. know? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> helped them breathe and stuff. But, but I thought it was long ago taken care of with medicine. Then I started working here, and I was like, we still have tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> what, do. Are some, what are some other stuff that we have that people may not sure, realize? Sure, sure. Um, you mentioned the tetanus booster. Uh-huh. We do have that. And it's something that we offer is the Tdap, which in recent years uh, we have seen a rise in pertussis. So we have that vaccine. Uh, it can be either be used as your tetanus booster or to help provide the protection against that, pertussis. I was to say that that combines tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. Correct. Right, and then there's uh, just the what's the other one? The T T D T D. That's mm-hmm. just uh, diphtheria and tetanus, right? Right. Okay. Right. Very good. Mm-hmm. And then, so are these are these vaccines? Are they needed for school? Yes, there is guidelines through the state of Missouri for what is required to attend school. And okay. we provide those. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Becky, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, Greatly Chris. Appreciate My it. pleasure. Yeah, that is Becky Weberg. She is a registered nurse here at Audrain County Health Department in charge of the WIC program. We appreciate her joining us and sharing some of that knowledge today. This is Healthy Bites for this week. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Audrain County Health Department's Healthy Bites podcast. We hope you will join us again next week as we bring you more discussion on health matters affecting Audrain County residents and the world with your host, Chris Newbra. If you liked what you heard here, you can find out more information on our website, myachd.org. That's myachd.org. Thanks for listening. See you next week.